Next on BYU Sports Nation, decision week for the Big 12 Conference. To expand or not to expand? Hashtag conference composition. Huh? Graduated receiver Devon Blackman tells us what he expects from the offense this season. And women's volleyball coach Heather Olmstead is back from the Pan Am Cup. Plus Jimmer Fredette dropping buckets and being written about in Europe. What does it all mean? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, July 18th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with expert Boy Scout Yell leader, Jerem Jordan. I wish, man. Although tomorrow is Weeblow's Day Camp, a.k.a. Dennis Pitta Day. Because last year, <laughs> tomorrow, last year, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. He made fun of me for being gone on Weeblow's Day Camp. I'm just trying to do my job, man. <laughs> Weeblow's Fulfill your Day community camp. service. Going up to Buck Hollow, we're going to have a great time with the boys up there. You're going up to Buck Hollow. Oh, yeah. Buck Hollow Scout pre- uh, <laughs> what a place. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know. <laughs> to shoot BB guns and fire shoot off a few bows. Gun, yeah, it's going to be great. And With I'm the going to have my dentures in right now. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm uh, going to miss the show tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again? I feel like again. we get you back for like one day and then you're gone again. Listen, you're going to be gone soon for like a whole week, so it's all good. You're right. Thanks for carrying the show. We'll get you a massage therapist because your shoulders must be tired. <laughs> right over there. As Trevor Maddox just <laughs> yes, points Trevor, out every time Trevor you come Maddox, in the studio. Yeah, oh, yeah. the uh, massage table but right no, no, in fact, there. It's only for Spencer, too. I'm like, hey, can I get a <laughs> session? Come on. Hey, this is a big week. As pointed out by our good friend Mark Durant, college basketball analyst. Love Mark. <laughs> he had an elite tweet last night saying, Tuesday joint press conference. With the following items. BYU invited to Big 12. What? Mitt Romney announces presidential candidacy. Caffeinated sodas at BYU and Jimmer signs with the Warriors. Huh. That would, uh, yeah. I'm sweating just thinking about that. Blue goggle alert. It all looks Blue fantastic right now. Blue goggle alert. It's even a little Blue bit hazy alert. with these on, yeah, man. Yeah, even with those on, that's not happening. No. <laughs> That would be amazing. If it? one of those things happens, it would be amazing. If one of those one. things happen. One, one, pick mo- any one of them. The most likely is uh, caffeinated sodas at BYU. You think that's more likely than Mitt Romney announcing his candidacy? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Or Jimmer signing or with Jimmer the Warriors. Signing with the but Warriors. what Warriors? Is there a, does that have to be the Golden Are State Are you Warriors? saying caffeinated sodas at BYU is more likely than BYU being invited to the Big 12? I don't want to like break some crazy news or anything. Um, I'll sprain it. I believe that the Museum of Art has caffeinated sodas. I, uh, yes. I thought I saw that. That was that did happen last week. Last right? week. Okay, I don't know so if that's it's been, been broken. I sprained it. Yeah, it, we, we have them. We have them. <laughs> it happened, people. Is it just a summer thing though to try and get people to come to the Museum of Art? I don't know. Listen, there's some great art, art over there. I've been the Moa Museum of Art. Go check it out. A little promo for those guys. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: caffeinated sodas aside. Number one, Big 12 Media Days underway for the latest on conference expansion. Let's head to our Big 12 Update Center. Decision 2016, a Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Gentlemen, a new term has been coined. The Big 12 Conference no longer talking about conference expansion. That was so yesterday, last week, last month. Now it's all about conference composition. Ah, hmm. 
That's what's going to be talked about. It is on the agenda for the Board of Directors meeting tomorrow, but no guaranteed vote, so maybe no decision per the norm. Back to studio. <laughs> that timed up perfectly <laughs> with the music as well. I just want to point that out. As someone once said about Ben Bagley, oh, the voice. The voice. The voice. There you go. Conference composition. Conference composition. Okay, good. I, I like new stuff. So, yeah, a.k.a. nothing's changed with the Big 12. Wake me up when someone actually decides something, okay? And wake Jerem up when Jimmer Fredette signs with an NBA team, right? That would be nice. He's doing his best to try and make a splash. Last night, or two days ago, I can't remember, uh, he had 16 points for the Nuggets as they lost an <laughs> overtime thriller to the Suns in the Summer League quarterfinals. But Brandon Davies is doing work as well. That's, that's right. Three points, four rebounds for the Chicago Bulls on mm. Saturday. Davies and the Bulls play tonight against the Timberwolves, 9 Eastern on ESPN2 for the Summer League Championship. Kyle Collins was at eight points and three assists for the Mavericks in his final game. And Colton Shaver will be one of six participants in the home run hitting contest in the Cape Cod League this Saturday. He went 2-4 with a run over the weekend for the Wareham Gateman. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Conference composition. There's no avoiding it, BYU Sports Nation. The Big 12 expansion, correction, composition, is the hot topic this week. Whether you like it or not, that's what it is. I have received multiple emails, no joke, from different BYU fans Asking me not to discuss this again until something <laughs> happens. One of those was from me. <laughs> Jerem, yes, under the alias of some random BYU AKA fan. A.K.A. Jimmy Johnson. Please never do this again. Here's the thing. Something is actually happening this week. A reminder. Yeah. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said a July 19th meeting... That's tomorrow of the league's mm. board of directors could be the day of determination whether the league votes to add additional schools or whether the current round of expansion talk ends. A day of determination or not. Is that tomorrow's trending topic header? A day of determination. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want the Big 12 to actually take action, right? And that action would be to change the composition of the conference or expand. If they don't do anything, that's no action. There's no action because the action is they're at 10 teams right now. Let's remind what Bob Bowlesby went on the record and said a few days ago. Quote, it's more likely that there will be some continued discussion. The commissioner continued. I have indicated that I think it's about time we made some decisions one way or the other. Whether that'll be on the 19th is yet to be determined. So, so there's nothing locked in. There's nothing locked in. We don't know if they're going <sighs> to actually vote tomorrow. That would at least be nice. We don't know anything. What do we know about the Big 12? That it has 10 teams. That's what we know. <laughs> and now they have a conference championship game starting in 2017. That's all we know. We, that's pretty much all we know. And that's not even this year. Media days are underway right now. And Bowlesby reiterated this morning that conference composition is on the agenda tomorrow. At Dennis Dodd CBS tweeting out the following, Big 12 Board of Directors has scheduled conference call with... Media at conclusion of Tuesday's meeting during Big 12 Media Days. Now that blew up a little bit. That was followed up by a tweet soon thereafter saying, oh, it, but that's not going to be about conference expansion. So I was like, oh, come on. He knew what he was doing when he sent out that tweet. 
You want to ruffle retweets and you want to ruffle the feathers and you want some retweets. Yeah. Bowlesby has also said we'll not be served well by an ongoing, extended, protracted discussion of this. We've got the data we need. I think we need to establish institutional decisions and make some decisions. Yeah, do it. Then do it. Just tomorrow. Do it. Nike, it's tomorrow just do the it. day. It's tomorrow the day. Do you make a decision of some sort? Please, somebody. <sighs> do something. I would not. imagine that there will be a vote of some sort. Okay, reading into everything that I've looked at over the past months and weeks and days, I would imagine that it will be a vote on whether or not the conference will expand or just shut it down until the TV grant of rights are due up again in 2024. That's a long time, man. You think that it's going to... That's a long time. I don't want to wait that long. I know. BYU's got to get into a Power 5 conference. I want it to be the Pac-12. I don't want it to be the Big 12. Okay. I I want a Power 5 invite for BYU. Why, though? Why? Because of conference context, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What's the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 conference? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At CrazyCookFanatic. So all this Groundhog Day madness will stop. Okay. Amen. It (laughs) seems like... It's the same spinning subject of Big 12 is not expanding and BYU is waiting on it. That's kind of the uh, conversation. I want conference context. When BYU loses a game or two, what's the point? You're playing for whatever the bowl game is that you're already penciled into because you have to play it that way. Vegas last year, this year, poinsettia. There's There's no fun there. I want the chance for a conference title. I want the chance for uh varied bowl games, right? There's a lot of reasons, all of which matter to me. The money, which leads to better facilities, which leads to better recruits, which leads to better players and better and wins. All that matters. Uh, validation. BYU is a Power 5 equivalent. If they were a Power 5, you'd have that validation. The Number one, nationally. though, for you is, is conference yeah. context. Yeah, think about it, too. The, ske- the, the stability of the schedule, too. Every year, Oklahoma... Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, TCU, all these awesome teams, right, on the schedule. Every other year in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Every year a home basketball game with Kansas and Oklahoma and Iowa State. How awesome would that be? That would be fantastic. Legit, right? I would prefer that it's the Pac-12. But if it... If it has to be another Power 5, Big 12, obviously. We're taking a different angle on this today, one that we have never discussed on the show with our Twitter question. Not, will the Big 12 expand and what do you think is going to happen? But... Why Why do you want BYU to be invited to the Big 12? What's the number one mitigating factor of you saying, yes, BYU should be in the Big 12? Jerems has conference context and went through a bunch of other good options as well. Okay, I know there are a lot of fans out there that are like, I'm tired of a certain rival team rubbing it in my face that they're in a Power 5 conference and we are not. That is a real thing for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Program validation. Recruiting boost, as Jerem mentioned. An opportunity to beat Texas every year. I have seen all of this. For me, it is Power 5 money and the stability to compete at the highest levels that will result because of that financial boost. You want to compete at the highest levels. Tom Homo said it during media day. We want to compete at the highest level. We want to be in a Power 5. I'm on board with him. Let's get there. Money as much as you love it or hate it, allows you to do that. And I hate that it has to be about the money, but it is. It's the, quote, root of all evil. It's also the root of great recruiting. You know, like great facilities, you get better players. Um, Utah has benefited from being a Power 5 team. They're getting better players. 
they're getting better players. In fact, one of their assistant coaches recently uh, said to someone that told me they feel like this next recruiting class is the best they've ever had, and now they're, what, six years into it. Anyway, BYU would benefit from that. I, I know for the fans that independent, like, the schedule is very fun, and it is. It is. I have an uncle that lives in El Paso. He said, oh, I love the schedules. And then I thought, the schedules are great, but we're being left behind in terms of money. And BYU is doing its best to upgrade the facilities. Right now, the weight room is uh, having an expansion, a, a uh, building composition, if you will. Yeah, a basketball practice it. facility and is the under construction. Yeah, the annex, which has the same brick as the Marriott Center, by the way. So it will look just like the Marriott Center. It's an annex. That's all, that's all nice. That annex should have been probably five or eight years ago when they were first discussing it. Tyler Haas told us once, they said after my mission it would be there. It's, is, it's been a while. It's been a long time yeah. coming. But, but BYU is doing its best without Power 5 money to try and keep yeah. up. There's but not in a, the long run, they're going to get left behind. There's not a better program that's been able to do that to keep up with the Joneses, if you will, like BYU when you're comparing them to Power 5 schools. It's just getting harder now. Yes. The gap yes. is widening. Yes. It's been five years of Indy, right? If that's 10, that's, that's tough. The the worst Power Five teams getting twenty five million a year twenty five twenty five million that's hard to compete with. Oh, can you imagine how fun it would be to watch Texas and Oklahoma and TCU football come to Provo every other year, and for those basketball programs to come to the Marriott Center every year? Um, it'd be amazing. That would be incredible. BYU, to their credit, has competed well against Big Twelve teams in football, and on that note. I like their prospects moving forward if that's the case, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Can't make this stuff up, Jerem. BYU is 12-12 and 12 against the Big 12. <laughs> okay, now this is in football against teams that at the time were in the Big 12. Yes. So when BYU played TCU in Jerry's World in, in uh, Dallas? Not a Big 12 game. Not a Big 12 game, okay. 12-12 12 and 12 against the Big 12. Ain't that a thing? Mm. Now, the next game BYU has is against West Virginia in FedEx Field. Is that the only Big 12 team currently on future schedules? I believe it is. I believe West Virginia is the only Rack in Big my brain, 12 I think team you're right. right now that is on a future schedule for Hopefully BYU. Hopefully there's uh, like eight or nine a year soon. Oh. The question is, why do you want BYU to be in the Big 12? Number one reason is our Twitter question. At Cougar Boys says, so BYU can play an even better schedule than this year's every year. Hashtag more P5. Yeah, that would be the most Power 5 BYU's ever played in the regular season. It's 6, 2013 and this year. Coming up, last year's West Coast Conference Coach of the Year and an assistant with Team USA Volleyball, Heather Olmstead, joins us. But first, it's Devon Blackman back in studio with all of that swag. What does he expect from his buddy Jamal Williams this year? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. And follow us on social media to get the uh, best and greatest behind the scenes as well as uh, great on-screen content at BYU Sports Nation on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then BYUSN on Snapchat. Uh, Speaking of Twitter, a couple of people tweeted in the following at BYU underscore Bob said, what about Baylor in response to me asking if there are any other Big 12 teams on future schedules for BYU? Fantastic point. Other than West Virginia this year, 
two two game schedules or two games scheduled rather with Baylor in 2021 and 2022. Lone Star Store, uh, Sports Report has also tweeted that in. And, uh, yeah, so thank you. Uh, Baylor, a lot of the discussion, by the way, at Big 12 Media Days related to uh, what's gone on there and the impact in the conference. So you, we thought that uh, conference uh, composition, or a.k.a. expansion, uh, would be the discussion. Composition. It has been a lot about Baylor. Unfortunately for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, they're dealing with some real problems, some ugly scenes uh, at Big 12 Media Days, and BYU is involved in the conversation because of composition. Well, they're not. In and the expansion. Com- they're not in the or, conversation. Or are they? Well, they're not. I <laughs> know. What do we do? They're not. What do we do? We do what we do, which <laughs> is the same thing every day, and we just wait for them to expand, but we don't. But we don't sit here and for yeah. I just want them to do something so that we can talk about action. I'm a man of action, Spencer. I don't like sitting around waiting for others. Okay. Okay. But that's kind of the situation here. We just have to wait for them. You Meanwhile, take- football will start here in a couple weeks with fall camp, and we'll go on our merry way. You're gonna take action tomorrow at Weeblos camp. I'm gonna take sure. action with a BB gun and a bow and arrow <laughs> at Weeblos camp tomorrow. What is the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big Twelve Conference? That is our Twitter question today at. BYU underscore Bob also tweets this in, beating our high score against Texas, but really it's a guaranteed New Year's Six Bowl if we win the conference and better bowls overall. It would take a while, in my opinion, to get up to that point, but that's right. The, the possibility, like what's the greatest thing BYU can do right now? Probably get to a New Year's Six game. Playoff, to me, would be, would be tough. Like re- realistically, BYU, like one loss – Maybe the New Year's Six, right? Okay, this year there's only one at large, so it wouldn't even be this year. In a Power Five conference, and Utah is, is trying to work its way into this, get into the conference title game. Win that. Get into a New Year's Six game. Maybe even the playoff. You know what I mean? Like, that's way down the road. That's too far down the road for me with BYU. BYU's not even in a Power Five. But the possibility, what's the best thing you can do? That gives you some hope. The better bowl game situation, take this for example. A seven and five or eight and four BYU team right now in Independence is going to play in the Poinsettia Bowl. That has already been established. You get bowl eligible, you're going to the Poinsettia Bowl. Now a seven and five or eight and four team in the Big Twelve, you're playing in the Alamo Bowl, and your payout is it's like different. three is like three million bucks. Yeah. By the way, uh, Cougar Stats tweeted this. So our Saturday was relative to the Big Twelve, right? But Cougar Stats since 1979, BYU's a combined 15 and five against teams that were in the Big Eight, SWAC, or Big 12 at the time the game was played. So expanding on that, huh? Interesting. 15 and five, 12 and 12 overall. We just like that because it was 12, 12. And, 12. and it's the Big yeah. 12. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You get it. Yeah. Joining us now in Studio B is a member of the Big Two, and I say the Big Two <laughs> at BYU because it's the Olm- the Olmsteads, the head coaches. Heather Olmstead back in Studio B. Welcome back. Thank you. Look at the swag, too. I like it. USA. That's legit. Oh, wow. she bought the bronze. There you go. Nice. Wow. Last time you guys asked. It's not a gold, but uh, last year it's I didn't get a medal, medal, but I brought it, the bronze. Here it you is. You brought the bronze medal. Yep. Te- tercer lugar. What it says on the back. <laughs> Third place. Very nice. That's, that's cool. Thank you. How was the Dominican Republic? It was awesome. It was a really neat experience. Great tournament. And uh, the bronze, bringing home the bronze for USA was a good accomplishment for the group that we had. What did you learn this time around coaching uh, with Team USA that uh, you bring back and are like, hey, I want to do this with BYU this year? 
Yeah, the biggest thing I learned was more of a confirmation that serving is super important and that you've <laughs> never served enough in your life, no matter what you think as a coach or a player. It's just that critical. Mm. Um, so that and communication. Um, I can always communicate better with my team and with my recruits, and that communication drives the bus, and it's just super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. After watching the men's final, that was really the story, right? They were able to serve really tough, and BYU couldn't get into his offense. So what do you do as a coach to try and emphasize the service now that we're, what, um, like a month away from yeah. the Getting the girls to buy in that it's, it's the only closed motor skill there is in volleyball, so it's them and a the ball. They don't need anybody else to do it. Um, they can go get reps on their own and to buy in of how important it is. Um, that's my job to get them convinced of that and that they just go get tons of reps on their own and that I incorporate into practice as much as I can. You are a machine. It seems like you go from one serious project to the next. So in the summer, like it's July, do you get to do anything to relax? What, what do you do? Well, I, I took a little break in between China and the DR, so that was good, although I went out of the country for it. But it was, it was a little – it was not so smart on my part, but it was fun. I might take a couple more days before the season starts. But, I mean, this is fun, being able to go coach um, USA and coach. We got camps this, these two weeks. I mean, that's fun for me. So, I where'd, don't know. Where'd you go? When you were I went to Mexico. Oh, you went to so, Mexico. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't awesome. too far. But. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So we are, uh, you know, what, a month, month and a half or something away from the season – What's it like for you right now as you turn the page a little bit and think, okay, the season's coming up? Yeah, it's exciting. We're actually 22 days away from starting on August 8th. So for us, it's it's just around the corner. Um, just getting the kids excited, pumped up to start and uh, kind of talk about what, what we're expect, expectations are for our team and kind of what we see. And um, I mean, everyone's excited. You know, it's new. It's exciting. You got new kids coming in. And so just getting ready to grind it out. If you were to write a scouting report about your team this year, what would be the number one thing in that scouting report? Like against us to play us? Or for you. Oh, like I'm not going to tell weakness. you. Right. I'm not giving okay. that away. Okay. Uh, extremely okay. weak over here. Super strong on this side. Yeah, sandbag it, Heather. We're terrible. Yeah, I think, I think it always is going to come down to serve and pass, like you guys know. It's just a serve and pass game. Everybody, for the most part, has offensive weapons that can kill the ball. Um, Blocking is going to be, you know, good for us, um, but it's going to come down to the the digs and defense. Maybe how good we are backcourt and then passing, serving. You have about a month of uh, non-conference matches. It looks like mm-hmm. so. Let's talk a little bit about that. The one that sticks out the most is uh, you're going to go to Columbus and play Wyoming, LIU, Brooklyn, and Ohio State. Yeah. How'd you get into that tournament? You know, we've been talking with them for a couple years. The thing I love about the Ohio State tournament is that we're the, the final four is at Ohio State this year, and so it's going to be in their Wait, arena. For women's? Yeah, women's and they're, men's. They're hosting. Yes. Wow. Okay. So for us, it's a great opportunity for our girls to go play in the arena that the Final Four will be in. And so that's that's their first time also Ohio State playing in this arena downtown. So it's kind of a premier tournament for them that they kind of get their feet wet on that court, hoping they get to the Final Four. Um, I think it's just great for our kids to be able to play in a venue like that and play against uh, a Big Ten team that's going to really, really challenge us. The lead eight team last year, they're really good. For the men's team, you also need to win that match. Oh, yeah. We're going <laughs> to do our best. Vengeance. We're going to stick it to them. Yes. So we'll, we'll try. <laughs> we're going to give you karma for, for that game right game. now. That'll be part of your prep. We'll take it. We're, start, we're yeah. starting the karma train for that game right now. For the Ohio State game, however many days away it is. Heather won't say it. It's the biggest game of September. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, Heather, over under uh, 74 times you will be asked how you were going to replace Alexa Gray right. between now and the beginning of the season. Right. Um, just 
figure out how to distribute kills other places. Um, but not only that, her leadership and her ability, she, you know, she played six rotations for us. So finding out, is there an outside hitter in our gym that can play six rotations, number one? Can they attack out of the back row? Um, can they, you know, serve and, and dig and do all these things for us? And, you know, that's going to be answered in the preseason and, and as we get going through the season. So I don't know what the answer is, but we're excited to kind of give some other ch- kids a chance to step up. So you have from August 8th to August 26th to answer that question? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think it's an ongoing process, you know, August, September, October. We're going to look like a much different team, our hope, in December than we do in August. I know you worked hard to get Alexa in the rotation more often last year, and Mm -hmm. she got much better at uh, passing, and and she said that her wrists were all bruised up because she practiced. No, hey, it's not your (laughs) fault, but she thanks you for that because it made her a better player. Is there somebody that you have tabbed on the roster now that you feel like could do all of those different things and fulfill all of the things that Alexa did? Yeah, honestly, all our outsides we recruit, we feel like can fill that role. I think Ronnie Jones has an opportunity um, to step up. Danelle Parody, who who was injured but has a chance. Um, we've got a, another freshman, McKenna Miller, coming in. And so that's our hope when we recruit them is, hey, we see this for you. And then it depends on their, their work and how hard they want to, you know, get after it and, and put in the time is really on them. And we kind of, you know, grill that into them to see how hard they want to work. You have a new assistant coach, uh, Johnny Neely. His uh, brother Dave worked – with us for a long time as a student, and he was awesome. Uh, what's it like to have a new assistant on the staff? Yeah, it's been great. I, I, I'm fortunate I have two great assistants in Dave Height and Johnny Neely, and he's um, excited re- excited to get in a Division One game. He's been in Division Two for a couple years. He's a BYU grad. Uh, he knows the programs. He's from California. He's played volleyball a bunch. So I'm excited to get him in the gym with our girls and see how he can contribute in the fall. And, uh, yeah, both, both my assistants are just great expectations for BYU women's volleyball always high and that's partially your fault Heather because you've gone to four straight sweet 16s I know that you want to be at that level and that's exciting Uh, but do you feel any measure of pressure knowing that that standard has kind of been the one that's that's been set lately yeah and I don't feel pressure at all I I make it very clear to our girls each year our expectations are we want to win the West Coast Conference and we want to get as far as we can in the tournament and so if we work hard and we focus on what we can control and doing our job if I do my job and I do it well then good things are going to happen and so kind of not trying to freak out and think about too far ahead but just what can I do now to help my team and things usually end up working out well so we'll do the freaking out for yeah you, you guys yeah. talk about it all you want <laughs> but yeah that's part of our deal we we do the freaking out yeah exactly um the west coast conference was a multi-bid league to the turn mm-hmm. last year does it look like a multi-bid league again you think this yeah year? oh yeah for sure it's it's very deep this year san diego's going to return a lot. Santa Clara returns a lot. LMU is going to be good. Uh, St. Mary's Pepperdine. So the, the cool thing I, I'm pretty sure is that we're not going to get voted number one to win. And so for me, that's my guess. Um, it hasn't come out yet, but my guess is we won't be preseason favorite. And I actually think that's kind of exciting. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody thinks we're going to win. So, you know, how do you feel about that? We can play a little bit chip on our shoulder, a little bit uh-huh. of an underdog, and we'll see how that, that fares for us. I'm already ramped up. It's different, yeah. Let's go. It's different. Let's go. I'm ready to break out. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, congratulations on everything at the, uh, the Pan Am Games, the Thank bronze you. medal, and uh, on all of your success. Thank you so much. Thanks okay. for having we'll me. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Until then, much freaking out will happen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> up next on BYU Sports Nation, what is the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 Conference? You answer the question using the hashtag BYUSN. But not before Devon Blackman makes his triumphant return to Studio B, his expectations for Cougar football in 2016. 
Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There is a BYU TV app now for Xbox One, so if you have an Xbox One, download the uh, BYU TV app and check it out. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. It is day one of the Big 12 Media Days, or is it day two, Jerem? It is day one. The poll came out last week, though, correct? Mm-hmm. So that kind of served as what I it thought was day one. It is days of Big 12 Media Days. But it is day one, technically. The board of directors will meet tomorrow, and conference composition, that's the word they chose, is on the agenda. Yeah, we're going to use it. Listen, if BYU wants to be in the Big 12, you've got to start using the lingo that they use, okay? Jim Fredette had 16 points for the Nuggets. They lost in overtime to the Suns, 82-81 in the Summer League quarterfinal. Brandon Davies had three points, four rebounds for the Chicago Bulls on Saturday. His Bulls team played tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 9 Eastern on ESPN2 for the Summer League title. Kyle Collinsworth had eight points and three assists in his final game with the Mavericks Summer League team. And Colton Shaver will be one of six participants for the home run hitting contest in the Cape Cod League Saturday. He went 2-4 with a run over the weekend for the Wareham Gateman. What is the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 Conference? That is our Twitter question today. At Ritas4i says, a realistic reason to compete conference championship race. So she's with you, Jerem. The conference context. It matters to me. It matters yeah. to a lot of people. Also mattering to a lot of people are the happenings of one Devon Blackman and what his post-BYU football career entails. He is joining us in Studio B right now, freshly shaved. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't recall a time I have seen you without a mustache, Devon. I know, it looks bad. <laughs> you think it looks bad? Yeah, man, I don't like it. Boost but his I- confidence, BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right, it looks bad. But no, man, it's, everything's great. Bless. Everything's great, I'm pushing forward. What, what are you up to? Um, as far as right now, I'm just still training, working out, and um, actually doing radio with uh, Ben Criddle. Nice. ESPN 960. So, yeah, I'm doing that Wednesdays and Fridays with him. I'm catching up with him. And I'm just still training, man, just still keeping my head in football and just staying focused. Where are you pursuing football? Is it the NFL? Is it the CFL, the Arena League? I mean, what do you want to do with it? Um. I'm pursuing football at all costs, uh, whether it's the CFL, NFL, the league that's about to come up. I don't know if you guys heard about that. There's a new football league that's about to come up. Um, Tell us about it. It's more of like uh, the NFL. So it's it's like seven on, but NFL, you know, players mm. or players that didn't get the opportunity can get picked up and um, try out and look uh, and have an uh, opportunity to get looked at again by the scouts. So that's what I'm pursuing as well. But – uh. Yeah, it's football. I'm just at all costs. Football, NFL. I just got to work out with Green Bay. I had that about four weeks ago. I got a call from another team a couple of days ago, so I'm still pursuing it heavily. If Definitely. You're, if you're free in the fall, can we use you on our intro? Definitely, yeah. yeah. We need a, we need a deep threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I need to stay on top of my skills, so yeah, definitely. Excellent, excellent. We need it. <laughs> Devon Black with uh, with us on BYU Sports Nation, talking about his football career right now, post BYU, and what about a music career, man? <laughs> you laugh, but like you've done some things, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I always love music. Like I said, I've been, I grew up listening to Lauryn Hill, Mary J. Blige. Uh, uh, the Isley Brothers, uh, Tupac, Outkast, Eminem, Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? I grew up listening to music. Every Saturday, 
with my mom. It was just me and my mom. So we always grew up listening to music, and music has always been a part of me, and it's always inspired me, and it just, you know, it's been part of my soul. So I can't, it's something I can't get away from. So music is, is, it's after football, definitely, because I love football. But it's it's definitely something I do to get away from everything, and just something I I do to express myself. So yeah, I would I would love to have a music career. I can't even lie, like I love music, <laughs> like you know what I mean. But uh, my music will have a message because there's so many rappers out there who's horrible nowadays. I don't even listen to rap. You know what I mean? I just click in whatever. You know, J Cole, probably Drake, and you know the old school guys. You know what I mean? Because music is so horrible. But if I was to come out with a mu- have a music career, I would probably be aiming towards, you know, something with a message mm. and just something that people feel good music, positive vibes. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be, I don't know. But like I said, it's after football. I haven't, <laughs> yeah, even, got, yeah, yeah. I haven't even thought much yeah. about the music career. Not at all. Not at all. What's the message from you about the receivers this year on the BYU football team? What do you think? Um, the message that I'm getting from them or the message to them? Like, do I have a message yes. for them? Either, no, either what, or. What do you think of them? What do you think of the group? Because there, are five, I think uh, you know there were like five seniors that were significant. You, you right, right, right. From well, actually, man, I was doing stadiums the other day, and I seen them out there, so I had a chance to see them do one on ones. It was actually that's crazy that you asked me that. Um, young, they're just young. You know what I mean? You got some that's coming off a mission. You got and some that are they're just young. You got Micah who's out there. He's just young. You got Nick Kurtz who's not out there because of an injury, so he's just looking at them. So he's not getting any reps. So and he's just coaching them. And then you got uh, the jerks who are out there, and um, you know they always look good. But as far as Bo, um, he looks good, but he just looks like he does. He's not up to speed with the game. You know what I mean? Just two years off the mission. And as far as um, I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, just they just look young, bro. They just look young, young. That's 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 what I'm used to to describe them young. I feel like the only one who has uh, experience is Nick Kurtz. Well, that's a fair assessment. And jerk. It's a fair assessment when you lose, like, major contributors from the passing game right. like yourself and right. Mitch Matthews and Taron Houck. I mean, there are there are a ton of yards yeah. that, that graduated. So now, because of that, your buddy Jamal Williams is the horse in the backfield. BYU is going to run a pro-style offense with a right. fullback and two tight ends. Look how big he's smiling when you mention Jamal's name, man. So what, what do you expect from Jamal if he's the guy that's going to carry a huge load for the BYU offense? Um, I expect him to be a leader. <clears throat> I expect him to work hard day in and day out and just show them that he got, these, he got this pressure and all this weight on his shoulders, but... He's going to he's going to shock the world. Like there's not, I mean he's coming off a ACL injury. You guys are reading about how big he is, how fa- how much faster he got, the work that he did with Coach Neal. You know what I mean? I can't I can't say anything that you guys haven't heard or aren't aren't expecting from him. You know what I mean? I, we all expect big things from him. It's his senior year. He's coming from the uh, for the title, and. And he's trying to be the rushing leader of all time. You know what I mean? So I, we're just all expecting big things from him. I'm praying for a healthy season. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm praying for a healthy season that he get <laughs> that he gets health that he go that he walks away healthy and that he walks away enjoying his senior season with fun. Like I did. I had a blessed senior season, you know what I mean? I walked away healthy and it wasn't no major injuries or anything. So I I pray that he walks away that and he gets the opportunity in the NFL and I want some I want him to have fun, but 
like I said, you 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 guys read the tabloids. We know what to expect from A Train, but J Man, <laughs> already know what to expect from. Him. Yeah. When did you first meet him? How old were you? We were about seven. Okay, give us an idea of what, like his upbringing that made him who he is today. Because we've seen him at BYU, right. but you've known him for fourteen years. Right. Well. We all ran for the Rising Stars. Uh, Coach Brown, we all ran for the Rising Stars. It's, it's a track club in Rialto, California. We all went to Rising Stars, and we all practiced at Eisenhower uh, in high, at high school in Ike, right in the heart of Rialto. And um, it was Dante Dion. He goes to Boise, number five. Now he's, he's trying to the make Giants. the NFL. He's yeah. with the Giants. He's with the Giants, yep. and he's doing good. Shout out Dante Dion. He's from Rialto. Uh, and it was Jamal Williams. It was Josh Mance. He just ran for the Olympics. I don't know if you guys heard of Josh Mance. It was Darian Johnson. It was Day Day. It was uh, me. It was Jamal Anderson. Uh, you just had so many athletes. Justin, one thing was Paul Pitts. Uh, he's with San Diego. It was Eric Brown. You know what I mean? It was just so many athletes. And so I think Jamal just seen after we came, it was the midgets, the bantams, and the older people. And it, we would just all just fall in line. And so we seen how hard they work and how – how aggressive and how serious they took it. So we applied that too. And then Jamal just fall, fell in line. And um, honestly, Jamal was faster than his uh, running group, his age group. So he had to run with us a lot. And we would beat him and he would be crying on the track, but he had heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had heart. And he would be crying on the track, but he had heart. He would come and he would come work and he had heart. And Coach Brown would whoop him, but he, he was – he was up there with us. And so, I mean, so that just carried on to the football field, too, because, honestly, we all football players. But we love – like, we had to run track to make us great in football. And as you can see, it translated. So, I mean, that that's just part of our upbringing. It's just we've always been around dogs and just people who really took ser- who took sports serious. When you take a long – go ahead, Jeremy. Uh What is it about uh, – we see on the field the fight in him. Like, right. it's unique. It's different. I remember 2014 at Boise State, 55-30. You know, it it was never really a game, yet Jamal was vocally, physically, emotionally in it, right? right. Where does that come from right. in his upbringing? Like I said, that take, it just takes you back to that, like, we're soldiers. Like, we, like seriously, like, we were bred to be soldiers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, no matter what, we're going to give our all. No matter what, you're going to feel us. Like, that's how it was in track. I mean, when we had relays, 4x1s, 4x4s, the 100. You know, Jamal was uh, coming up, was uh, a 100 champ. You know, ran the 1407 at, at seven years old. You know what I mean? So it was just always in us to fight, no matter what. No matter what the outcome, no matter if it's three against one, it was always in us to fight. You know, we do that day to day as a black man. You know what I mean? So it was just... So I feel like he carries that onto the field, and it's just in his heart. He plays for a lot of people. He plays for his mom. He plays for his sister. He plays for his grandparents. You know what I mean? He plays for Rialto. He plays for Summit. Um, so when he goes back home, he has to talk to these people and intervene with his fans. And you know what I mean? You never want to let your fans down. You never want to let the people that brought you up down. So I think I feel like he plays He plays with heart. He plays for them. Like I said uh, last, year, last year when I was playing, I played for the fans because, you know, there's the one that holds you down, and when you when you look up, that's who you do it for because they're bringing you that energy back. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's that's a big part of why he plays and why he brings that fight because no matter what, you're not going to be able to say he doesn't have heart. He always had a big heart. You know what I mean? By the way, if you polled the fans, I think 100% would respond that that touchdown catch against Boise State was indeed a touchdown. Yeah, and, and it not, was. And not a penalty. Dante, Dante knows, too. Dante oh, knows, that, too. That was, was on Dante, you? wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was on Dante. Oh, that, that was on Dante. 
Number five. That was <laughs> 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 I just messed with him. Nah, but yeah, nah. It, it it was a touchdown. I don't think it was a pi man. Dante's a good competitor. He let the he had a lot of interceptions this year and uh, last year, but. We was just competing. Like I said, we grew up together. You know what I mean? If yeah. you look at the whole game, me and him were f- talking mess the whole game. You know, I, I loved that. Yeah. We so play fun. We play with a lot yeah. of – you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. We play with a lot of heart and a lot of passion. We grew up together. Like, his his older brothers know me. You know what I mean? They got respect for me because I play football. My family has loves Dante because he's so good in football. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all love, like, where we play. And so when we was playing there, it was just – I was just passionate, and he knows it was a touchdown. It's all good because you know what? You know what? I'm gonna see him this summer at the turf fields. There's a we all play at the turf fields in uh, Fontana off the two ten, and we go, we'll probably see each other again and play again. You know what I mean? That's it's it's all love, man. I wish him the best at, uh, for the Giants. I wish him the best. Devon, always great to talk to you, man. Uh, whatever you pursue, whether it be football or a music career or a career in broadcasting. <laughs> Uh, you definitely have the the charisma to do that. So thanks for taking some time with us today, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks Keep for having me. Keep us updated, all right? I will. I will. I will. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You got it. Devon Blackman in Studio B. Our Twitter question today, what is the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 Conference? Think about that. Answer it. Up next, how did Daniel Summerhays fare in the British Open? We'll update you in the Cougar Whip Around. But first, hashtag this, a European news outlet writing about Jimmer. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on a Monday. If you miss an episode of this show, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. What does Devon Blackman expect from Jamal Williams? He just told us, download the podcast, watch and listen to that interview. 3,000 yards. Listen, people, when you're not playing Pokemon (laughs) Go... Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then BYUSN on the Snapchat. Shout out to the Mewtwo. Twitter question today. What is the <laughs> what? number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 Conference? At Pennacook Woods says, having something to play for after the first loss. Each conference win means a better bowl. Yeah, I, listen, it's fun to know what bowl you're going to play in, but then there's the other side of, Hey, it's fun to not know, and then you figure it out later. For BYU, if they lose two games, probably even one, playing for the Poinsettia Bowl, right? Which is not the worst thing in the world. San Diego's a great spot. There's great history with BYU and bowl games there. It will be fun to revisit that. Let's visit this Big 12 conversation within hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Put on your Twitter superstar hats, BYU Sports Nation. We're about to throw out some hashtags. Number one. The Big 12 might vote on conference composition. I also Hashtag, I also might buy a yacht. <laughs> I don't know what's more likely. The Big 12, yeah, the Big 12 expanding or me buying a yacht. Oh, hashtag caffeinated sodas on campus in Provo. Are more likely to happen than Big Twelve expansion tomorrow. That's that's how a I, really long that's one. How I really how many characters feel, is that? It's within the one forty, right? Was it's, it? It's within the one forty. Someone type that. Out? That's how I feel about it. Like I want, I want, I want to get excited, like a number of you are about. I want to be like Jason Shepard. It's different okay? this time. <laughs> the way things have developed this summer again have yet again put in my mind that it's just not, it's just not going to happen. When someone says. It's different this time. It almost never is. 
Because <laughs> you're trying to convince yourself that it's Well, I know that they have actually discussed Big 12 expansion, and they will discuss Big 12 expansion tomorrow. Okay? That has been put out there. So if, if you look at it that way, yes, it's been different, but nothing has happened. Therefore, it's not been Nothing different. has happened. Number two. Hashtag this. SB Nation ranks the BYU games versus West Virginia and Arizona the 6th and 14th oddest neutral games <laughs> in college football. Hashtag, huh? I don't get the point of this list. And what's weird about BYU playing Arizona in Arizona? What's weird about that? What's weird about BYU playing West Virginia near West Virginia? Hashtag SB Nation needs to come up with new lists. It is July. There's something better than the oddest neutral side (laughs) games. Like Lambeau Lambeau Field was on there, like number three. That's a great neutral side game for Wisconsin and LSU. It makes total sense. LSU is playing in the state of Wisconsin at Lambeau Field. Why is that odd? Come on. The only thing that's odd was that it was written. Do better. Do better than oddest neutral games. Number three. Hashtag this. Cincinnati is promoting a ticket package featuring BYU plus two. Hashtag classic. Boise State has done this in football. St. Mary's has done this in basketball. When BYU comes to town, they know it's going to draw a little more, so they package it in a way that it's maybe more expensive or you have to buy the other two. So Cincy... BYU plus two? Why does BYU stick it out in that? Because they matter and they're coming to town. Hashtag brilliant athletic marketing. They're going to make money off of this. They We're know- making money. You're making money. I'm making money. We're all making money. Exactly. Cincinnati. Exactly. So BYU well played, two, Cincinnati. Bro. A lot of teams have done this. You mentioned Boise State. Like it, It's what teams do. When BYU was on the Mountain West Conference, Mountain West opponents would be like, hey, if you want BYU tickets for sure, you got to buy this package with two other games. Because BYU draws a crowd, there are Mormon people everywhere and BYU fans everywhere, and they will show up in droves, and so you can raise the ticket prices. Listen, just come down, have some pizza with some of my friends. We'll just see what happens, man. And maybe we'll make some money this summer, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Multi-level marketing. <laughs> Number four. The Guardian, a London-based tabloid, writes an article about Jimmer's NBA future. Hashtag preemptive strike. We learned uh, last week that Jimmer Fredette, Jonathan Tavernari said that if Jimmer Fredette was in Europe, that would be a big deal, right? He would make a million dollars plus a year. A million dollars! So I, I think that this is a preemptive strike to kind of prep the people that if Jimmer does go to Europe, that they have an idea a little more about this guy. Maybe some people heard about him in college. Who knows? Hashtag the demand in Europe is real for one Jimmer Fredette. His game translates over there. He would be an overnight superstar. Como se dice three-pointer in Spanish? Jimmer. Trey Bien. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Number Bad five. jokes. Number five. Hashtag this. Having Taysom Hill on the Maxwell watch list and Tanner Mangum on the Walter Camp award watch list. Hashtag depth, yo. It's fun to have two quarterbacks going into 2016. Like this. This has been. This is a rare instance. The only other time BYU's had this kind of luxury at quarterback was going into 1979. BYU redshirted Jim McMahon, arguably the greatest quarterback in BYU football history, was a redshirt. Hashtag whoever the starter is on September 3rd will be really good. Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats. 47, 
47 days until a, an actual football game, Jerem. Is that a prime number? 47? Is 47 a prime number? In fact, I believe it yes! is. Yes! Math! <laughs> I didn't take any math at BYU. <laughs> is that a prime number? Up next, your Big 12 update plus a Cougar playing in the NBA Summer League Championship. We're all making money, bro. We're all doing math. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The Big 12 is scheduled to meet today during their day one of Big 12 Media Day. A vote on potential expansion could happen tomorrow. They're calling it conference composition now. Also, SB Nation <laughs> released the top 15 oddest neutral side games. BYU season opener against Arizona was number 14. And West Virginia at FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. came in at number 6. Yeah, odd this. Cougars in the association. Jimmer Fredette had 16 points for the Denver Nuggets Summer League team. They lost an overtime throw to the Phoenix Suns by one point in the Summer League quarterfinals. Brandon Davies will compete for a Summer League title tonight against the Timberwolves 9 Eastern on ESPN2. Baseball. Colton Shaver will be one of six participants in the home run hitting contest in the Cape Cod League Saturday. Went 2-4 with a run over the weekend for the Wareham Gateman. Recently promoted Brendan Lund with 7 for 14, 4 RBIs in his first three games for the Burlington B, so he's still crushing it. Also on the diamond, Jacob Brugman in AAA went 10 for 16 Whew. with 4 RBIs and 4 runs for the Nashville Sounds in three games this weekend. Golf. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 59th at the Open Championship. 9 over par. Current Cougar Patrick Fishburne won the Utah Amateur Championship and BYU signee Brooklyn Hawker won the Idaho Amateur Championship. Volleyball. Casey Patterson and Jay Gibb won the championship at the Manhattan Beach this weekend. Taylor Sander and Team USA exited World League, the next competition for them in the Olympics. And McKendry, a team out of the MIVA, announced that they're playing BYU January 13th and 14th in Provo this season. Going down, McKendry. Track and field. Patrick Shane retiring after 36 years as the BYU women's cross-country coach. That brings us to today's Rise and Shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Uh, when you work for 36 years at BYU, you deserve a few rise and well, shouts. Well done by Patrick Shane. Holy who, cow. Who once screamed at me to get off the track. Twitter question today. What is the number one reason you want BYU invited into the Big 12 Conference? Our elite tweet of the day from at Gary to shut up the Utes. BYU only gets in for the same reason they got into the Pac-12, to fill spaces. Well, it, So much anger it, there. Yeah, uh, Yeah, come on, if we get to that point. So much anger. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Bart Oates. See you tomorrow. We're all making money, bro.